I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Derek Shelton sure looked like the bad guy. Yesterday at PNC Park, he sure was treated like the bad guy by the fans on hand. But was he really? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Pirates lost yesterday 2-1 to one to the Indians. Blew a chance at what would have been their first sweep of the season. And more important than that, wasted just a terrific start by J.T. Brubaker, who's really starting to come into his own and become one of the real bright spots to an otherwise bleak season when it comes to wins and losses. He's one of those guys that you'd hoped would step up, and he has. But then... But then, we get to the seventh inning. Scores tied. Runner on second. Brubaker still looking good. His pitch counts at 76. And there comes Shelton out of the dugout. And since Oscar Marine had already visited earlier in that inning, the hook was inevitable. And the fans started booing, which actually was really, really neat. Like, I haven't heard live boos in a ballpark, stadium, or arena in a long, long time. And they let him have it. He goes out there and gets the ball, and even as Brubaker's coming off, you know how those usually switch from boos to cheers because you don't want to look like you're booing the pitcher? Even then, the boos kept piercing through the cheers. That's how angry people were. Sure enough, Chasen Shreve comes out, lefty, because Sam Howard had gone on the I.L. earlier in the day. This was a distant second option for your lefty. Shelton wanted to go left-left against Justin Naylor. Naylor hits a seven-bouncer that finds a hole, goes through. Cleveland takes the lead. Cleveland wins. Clevelanders go home at least semi-happy, taking one out of three. And the booze came again when that ball went through. So, yeah, it was a, a lousy loss. Deflated and otherwise upbeat weekend that followed a 10-game losing streak. And it felt like everything just came crashing back down on the team. And it really did feel like it all swung right there with Shelton making a move that really he didn't have to make. I asked Shelton afterward about getting booed, and also within that, since he's done this a lot of late, if he's revisiting some of these decisions since they aren't really working out for him. I Actually, I do revisit every 
decision. I think about it after games. I mean, the fact of that response that they're passionate, that's good. I mean, they wanted him to stay in the game. I under, I understand that. I mean, I made the decision that I thought was the best decision for us at the time. But the fact that they're passionate, I love that. You know, the fact they're back in the ballpark, that's great. His explanation was simple. They wanted to go left-left. He didn't get into whether or not Brubaker was on any kind of pitch count. Uh, Brubaker's a couple starts removed from having been shut down for a spell. And actually, Brubaker brought that up himself. Uh, I mean, it's the way the game's played. Um, I also believe it is uh, a health health uh, situation, too. I mean, I went on bereavement, came back uh, five and two-thirds or five and a third against the Dodgers, five against the Nationals. So I missed 10 days. So it, trying to get my arm back in the shape of going deeper into games. Brubaker also noted that the Pirates had the bottom of the order due up in the bottom of the seventh. So he wasn't going to go any further than the next batter. To me, I think we can take events like this and extrapolate them into this guy doesn't know what he's doing and everything else here because most people weren't really paying close attention to pandemic ball last year. The Pirates' own ratings dropped by 34%, and they're usually in the top seven or eight in all of Major League Baseball and local ratings. So for all intents and purposes, Shelton still feels like a brand-new guy who just showed up here. I guarantee you if you surveyed most Pittsburghers, they probably don't even know his name yet. It does take a while. And it takes being invested, and this team obviously hasn't offered a whole heck of a lot for people to get invested in. I do feel as if his hook needs work. I do feel that there is a value in younger, brighter pitchers having that chance to finish that inning off themselves. If I'm Brubaker and I'm out there sweating like crazy, uh, and it was a lot, a lot hotter uh, and, and more uncomfortable in the stadium than the 80-degree temperatures would suggest. I, I want to finish that. I, I want that next batter. Not out of any symbolism or anything else. Just, I've earned it. I've earned it. I've gotten through this whole game. I gave up three hits, struck out a career-high nine batters, and again, pitch count of 76. And you know you're not going to bat. What I do if I'm the manager, is when I send Oscar Marine out there earlier in that inning, I let him know that. I let him know that I've got his back. I let him know that I'm his manager. I believe in what I'm seeing. I believe in taking care of you. I believe that you're going to get me through this. And if you don't, that's fine too. Because you, the young starting pitcher, maybe the only guy in the rotation who's a part of this franchise's future, you matter to me more than the outcome of this game. Oh, also, you matter to me a hell of a lot more than Jason Shreve or any left-on-left matchup. I'm not sure why 
this has not been a strong suit for Shelton. I don't know if it's his career having been largely spent in the American League where pitching changes are handled very, very differently and always have been, and they always will be for as long as there's a DH in one league and not in the other. But this has been a recurring issue. This was something that last year, uh, especially early in the 2020 season, bit him an awful lot. There's been some really bad starter management and even worse, at times, bullpen management. Now, any manager will tell you that they're only as smart as their bullpen is effective. And after this game, Shelton was correct to point out that Shreve actually did do his job. Shreve got a slow ground ball. It just happened to find a hole between two defenders. When we talk about outcomes in baseball, uh, there can be cruel outcomes too. And that was one of them. Because if that ground ball you know, goes anywhere near Adam Frazier or Kevin Newman, Everyone's kind of shrugging this off. It didn't. It went at the one spot, the hole, that it could sneak through. Shelton can do better. He can become a better manager. He can become a better facilitator. Is that the word I'm looking for? Maybe something like that. He needs to understand that not all of these players are created equal, and not all of them matter equally to the Pirates in the long-term future. JT Brubaker needed to get that last out or not. There was no reason to take him out, not left-left, not because there was someone in the bullpen ready to come in and throw bullets because Chase and Shreve sure wasn't it. He needed to show trust. He needed to show faith in the young man who was out there on the mound giving him everything that he had. I won't always say that. I will almost always look at this from the manager's perspective and understand that they've got to keep the bigger picture in mind. But the bigger picture in this case was Brubaker. And Brubaker needed to finish that inning and didn't. When we come back, just one question. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
back. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the good folks at North Shore Tavern, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. And open on non-game days, too. I think there's a misconception about all those places on Federal Street there that they're somehow ballpark-oriented because businesses there used to be that. North Shore Tavern and the companion venture, Mike's Beer Bar, are regular old seven-day-a-week businesses, uh, eager for your business, including when the Pirates are out of town. North Shore Tavern is home to Stake on a Stone, home to the planet's only fully dedicated Pirate Sports Bar, front to back. Visit North Shore Tavern. Miguel Lynn has our question, asks, Why does Kevin Newman hit so many grounders? I really want him to start hitting hard baseballs because he's a really good shortstop. Well, Miguel, I'm going to take a little bit of exception to the really good shortstop thing. He's really good in terms of not committing errors. When the ball makes its way to him, he's reliable with it. He's also gotten much, much better at throwing, uh, in particular across his body. This weekend I was taking in an infield practice uh, right from the dugout. And, boy, just in general, i got to tell you, the Pirates infield has really raised its level defensively. Uh, this is a pretty good group. Uh, you just don't see, even in terms of practices, the kind of mess-ups and uh, struggles that we've seen in the past. But what Newman lacks is range. He, he's not somebody who's going to be getting to a ball uh, really deep in the hole at short or, or uh, diving up the middle to rob anybody. He'll get the balls that are hit to him. As far as his hitting goes, I guess my problem with Newman goes back to spring training when he was hitting 600. Remember that? 700 at one point, like late in the spring, he was at 733. Everything, everything he hit somehow resulted in a hit. A lot of infield hits, some that just found grass, and some that he actually hit hard. Newman doesn't strike out much, and I have a feeling that that's where the disconnect is because he's capable of swinging his bat with authority. And he's capable of solid contact. But I feel like there's something mentally about his approach, uh, especially when he digs himself a little bit of a hole in the count, which he does too often, where he just takes something off the bat. He just he wants to make contact with it. And, and while I understand that that's an old-school approach to baseball, I also know that all those hits he would have accumulated 20 and 30 years ago before all the analytics positioned everybody in the right spots and before all the shifting was going on doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't. I, I'll maintain firmly here that Newman would have been a 260-270 consistent slam dunk hitter as recently as a decade ago. I really believe that because he's really fast, which is something else um, that you might have mentioned there in your praise of him. 
he's really good on the base path. He just can't navigate his way to first base often enough. And so baseball's not going to adjust to him. It's going to have to be in the reverse. And if that means striking out more often but taking a more solid swing, uh, you know, if that means something along the lines of launch angle, which I think is what you're getting at, why does he hit the ball into the ground so much? Because he's not trying to put it up because he doesn't have, you know, consistent home run power. He's hit a handful, obviously, in his career. But more often than not, when he puts it in the air, it's just going to be a, you know, a lazy fly ball somewhere. It's a tough spot. I, 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 I'm glad I'm not his hitting coach. I know that because it, this isn't like when you see Brian Reynolds, for example, and occasionally someone will wonder whether or not he's got legit power. But he's always had it because he knows how to take a violent swing at the pitch that he really likes, and he doesn't dig himself uh, too many holes in the count. But if you're Newman and you're trying to change something like that at this age, and you got to think he's running out of opportunities. I mean, you got to think that he's only going to get so many more big league at-bats if he's hovering around the Mendoza line the way he still is. Uh, It's a tough, tough spot to be in. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one tomorrow. (laughs) 